Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Forever. Welcome to Forever Dog. You can listen to this podcast ad-free on Forever Dog Plus by signing up at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And make sure to follow us on social at Forever Dog Team and check out all of our podcasts at foreverdogpodcasts.com. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Derek Ant. And I'm Betsy Kenny, And we're co-hosts of the new podcast, Done. done. It's a podcast about things we're done with. Like, I'm weirdly done with fingers. I'm done with you telling me you're getting bangs. I am. No, you're not. Every week we have a guest on and they present to us what they're done with. It's going to be a very hot guest. And then because our opinions are terrible, we call an expert to field the idea and give us their expert opinion on the topic. Like when I hold in a fart and then it, you can... Like my body still makes the noise, but it's internal. Mm -hmm. So people knew you were holding it in. And it's the most disgusting thing. It's worse than shitting yourself. Why did he bring that up just now? I don't know. Done premieres Friday, April 27th. And a new episode drops every Friday for the rest of eternity until the sun explodes. So please subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on the Forever Dog Podcast Network, Apple iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. Forever. Welcome to Public Domain Theater. This week, Jokester by Isaac Asimov, with Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, and Mujan Zofagai. Hi, welcome to Public Domain Theater, the podcast of highbrow readings and lowbrow commentary. I'm Lindsay Katai. And I'm Kelly Nugent. And today we have a wonderful guest with us. She's a writer and actor. You may know her from the Improvised Sci-Fi podcast, Mission to Zix, from At Home with Amy Sedaris. She's a UCB performer in both New York and L.A., and she is on the Facebook animated show, Human Kind Of. It's Mujan Zolfagari. Hello. Good to be here. Oh, so Thank good you to have so you. much. Thank you. Oh. Thank you for agreeing to to read out loud a a short story with That's us. That's the only way I like. I like to read out loud. Mm. I don't like to keep it in. Mm-mm. Yeah, we're yeah. actors. Why we're on actors. earth wouldn't we act? <laughs> Utilize <everything>? our talent. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're monsters. Yes. Yeah, libraries were like, gather around, <laughs> and they're like, please leave. <laughs> Every story word day. is an audition. <laughs> <laughs> the world is my teacher, and I its student. <laughs> Um, I was saying before the podcast, and I just thought it would be fun to share it again. But uh, when Mujan walked in, I was like, you look so familiar. And then I realized it was because I had seen you in a John Early short and screenshotted your face and then said, who is this girl who looks like me? Oh, boy, I'm sorry. (laughs) And then and why is she stealing my life? (laughs) And you pulled on a knife and said, yeah. 
we must go forward. Yeah, and you concocted everything up until this point for this moment. Yeah, so this is really what I'm and here if for. You'll notice I had uh, etched <laughs> your name into my arm yeah, with I a knife that. so uh, that yeah. I would never forget it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally together, and now one of us. Must we'll, die and the other must live. A voice, a third voice will not be here by the end of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> I will abs- It'll be two of the same. <laughs> I will abstain from any kind of interaction that you guys yeah. are having. And all of our listeners will have to dis- uh, figure out which one of us made it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fucking talented Mr. Ripley, one of the other of you. <laughs> oh my gosh, Matt Damon. Young is in that movie. That's all I have to say. Matt Damon is, Damon so is hot in that movie. In that movie. Jude Law is also in that movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm also just giving you the IMDb. And there's like a So here's the thing. I don't super remember that movie well, but I do remember that there's like a marble bust of a person mm. that becomes bloody. Because mm. it gets bonked. That's how he Ripley's someone, I think. Is that a, is that a verb? <laughs> yeah, to Ripley. To Ripley. He Ripley'd them. He wanted to be, yeah, he Ripley'd. It's Matt Damon wanted to Ripley someone else. Of single white female. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a boy, you Ripley someone. If you're a girl, you single white female them. Or goop them. Or you mm. goop them. You make them become Gwyneth. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, I watched that movie so many times because I did go through a Matt Damon phase. Ah. And I loved uh, his version of My Funny Valentine, even though it's oh, really, yeah. really creepy, but it I was like, creepy. it's so cute. Matt Damon is singing. Dreamy. <laughs> the psychopath is so dreamy. So dreamy. I don't think I like picked up on how creepy that movie is also because of the Matt Damon effect. Yeah. Because I was just like, oh, but he just like, aw, he like wants to be him. That's yeah. sad. <laughs> well, that's, that's certainly a normal takeaway. He just I wants think. friends. Yeah. yeah. But then I and then when he killed him, I was like, oh, uh oh, <laughs> what is, what's this? <laughs> that's not a line. Uh, oopsie daisy. <laughs> he killed him. <laughs> um, speaking of, oh, right, I'm going to segue there. Here, I'm going to do it. Do it. Speaking of books with this podcast is about okay. i am actually reading talented mr ripley wait you really are, are you real? oh yeah, yeah you talked to me about oh, that yeah. we talked about that while crossing the street while leaving the last bookstore uh-huh it's very good and the movie is a really good adaptation oh that's of good it. to hear yeah. who, who wrote it uh, an author named patricia highsmith oh nice yeah. oh. it was jude law <laughs> an <laughs> author by the name of jude law <laughs> have you heard of him oh yes oh yes <laughs> Um, yeah, she's cool. She <clears throat> also wrote um, the book that Carol is based on, The Price of Salt, Prolific under a different name. Writer, mm-hmm. she's good. I got, yeah, I'm, I got to read her stuff. Yeah, she's good. I highly recommend. Recommend. Thumbs um, up. Yeah, cool. is she still alive? I don't think so. Okay, because it's like shoot, this was like in yeah, because her work, yeah, maybe sixties. Yeah, yeah. But it's very cool that there was a female, you know, crime I mean, author. Yeah. Yeah. It was, very it's very cool. cool that there was a female working. Yeah. And also <laughs> in general. With the fact that her books are so progressive, too. Like, yeah. both Carol and Talbot Miss Ripley deal with, like, same-sex attraction. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. like, identity. And, yeah. yeah I, I, that's really cool. Yeah. It's cool. Well, guys, uh, get out there and read that. Yeah. Damn. But speaking of reading, speaking of reading, <laughs> are you a we big did. reader? Uh, I I try to be. I think I'm a better reader in New York because there's more reasons to like. There's subways and like. Yeah. Mm. I have a hard time. There's more time carving time because I yeah. feel so much guilt about not working on something. Yeah. yeah so same. yeah, I like asked a friend recently, like, how do you find time to read here? 
Uh, you make a podcast where you have to do right? it. Right, yeah. yeah. And I also am in a book club in New York. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so that it's with helps. like a bunch of other funny people, which like uh, like an hour and a half is based on the book, and then like five hours is all gossip. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Kind of but, like this podcast. But it's made yeah. me like, ha- like give me a deadline to make sure I read because of like, uh, or else I'll feel, I need a deadline in my life. I need someone to like look down upon me. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, because now we have read a book at least a book a week at least for since really? like this week July we read like four fucking books damn um and 85 percent of them are utter garbage yeah they're yeah. pretty bad but just because of the genre we chose so i've read so many books i didn't want to read do you actually finish them or do you at any point be like i'll just go online and like get the no we read the whole thing sometimes i'll do a heavy skim heavy skim like when yeah. we did uh 50 right. shades of gray I didn't read scam. like any of those emails. I was like, this is so boring. Skip, skip. <laughs> there are a lot of emails in that book. So many or no boring, boring emails. It's very weird. One of my book clubs, uh, one, one time we were reading um, East of Eden. So John Steinbeck, mm. he loves hefty. the word. So hefty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should have known. I knew Steinbeck was a writer who loved, loved the words. But <laughs> for some reason, Big I got like guy. an ebook and I like really like went through it really fast. And I was like, damn, like Steinbeck like gets to the point. This is a great book. It's not that many words. And then I went to book club and I realized everyone had this like a 700 page book. And I, not realizing the cover page was like abridged. So someone took like the beginning paragraph and like the middle and last and like got rid of all the descriptions that Steinbeck does. And I was oh just my like, God. Steinbeck is just plot, 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 plot. Oh my God. Like, we are right. Ra- I love this book. Steinbeck uh, knows. I have <laughs> never heard of an abridged <laughs> book before. Yeah, I do. I probably, Unless it was like by the author. No. That is so yeah, fun. Yeah. Well, you know no. what? Of all authors to do it too. Yeah. Steinbeck for well, sure. I have only read Stephen King's full book of The Stand, and mm-hmm. I knew that it was released heavily edited down. And I love this stand and so I wanted to know you know what the heavily edited copy looked like so I recently bought an old copy published in like 1978 and holy shit there are so many things missing just like so much color taken out of the story I haven't like gotten too far into it but the whole first chapter that I'm used to being there is gone the total explanation of like where the virus came from Mm. is gone like the whole tale of like the one guy managing to escape the center where the virus was created getting out with his family and then just like giving it to absolutely everybody on the car drive okay and it's gone it was very weird i also got it because i was curious as to whether it used the n-word does it it does god damn it because in the newer book i think it is changed to negro and i was like there ain't no way that this isn't stephen king did this Mm mm-hmm yeah, but heavily. Like, okay. heavily. He is against racists. He does not portray them in a good light. Sure. But I don't need to read that word. Sure, so. sure, sure. Anyway. Yeah. yeah so. But she's like, book. you know, Stephen King's like, it's in his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he grew up in Maine. He knows how people talk. He knows how horrible white people talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of. I'm just saying white I, people. Here's the thing. No. <laughs> Speaking of cool. the w- people's lives. Mm-hmm. So we're reading a book or a I'm sorry, short story uh, by Isaac Asimov called The Jokester. And what do you guys know about Isaac Asimov? Do you want to learn a little bit about him? Yeah, I have never heard of the name. Okay. Don't know anything. <gasps> really? Yeah. Sci-fi, awesome. sci-fi mm-hmm. guy. Um he write, wrote a 
a lot. So he was born in 1920. I got like dyslexia for a second and thought he died in <laughs> 1929. Damn. This like, like nine-year-old so good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He got a lot done in his nine years on Earth, which makes me very embarrassed about how little I have. <laughs> um, he was a professor of biochem at Boston U, and he was a prolific writer. He um, mostly wrote hard sci-fi. Um which is a category of sci-fi characterized by emphasis on scientific accuracy. Uh, he was considered one of the big three science fiction writers during his lifetime, along with Robert A. Heinlein and Arthur C. Clarke. His output is legendary. He wrote and edited more than 500 books. What? And, no. and, Shut your damn and face. And an estimated 90,000 letters slash postcards. His books... Huh? How, who's counting his postcards? Brett. Brett is counting his postcards. Brett, Brett, why did you read all Brett, of his postcards? Brett went to the did estate they, of Isaac Asimov. What? Do they have pictures? Like, is it fun postcards? Are they all different from I, one another? Or are they hard science postcards? I have. Here, here's what I imagine. <laughs> They're like, postcards. still at Boston U and teaching. Miss you. I was going to say, like, yeah. send. every Where, is single one is like, wish you were here. Yeah. How could he teach? He doesn't sound like he's a he teacher. He doesn't have time. Yeah. He's like that lazy teacher that's like, listen, we all know I got tenure. I'm just here for a hot second. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just read page what that. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> His books have been published in nine of ten of the major categories of the Dewey Decimal System. That's a thing. What? If, if <laughs> yeah. you count books, That's very good for you. <laughs> if he counts books he edited, he is responsible for books in all ten categories. So here's the categories to give you some ideas. Okay. Generalities, philosophy, religion, social sciences, language, oh, I get it. pure sciences, mm. applied sciences and technology, arts, literature and history and geography. Can I stop you there? Just like knowing only this much about him, mm -hmm. I imagine he's like a guy with a huge ego. He tells this to everybody at I'm any sure dinner party. You know what? Here's the thing. He's like, you know what, baby? Nine <laughs> out of the ten of the Dewey Decimal. <laughs> he's like, are you familiar with the Dewey, Dewey Decimal system? system? <laughs> okay. Have I so, made you wet yet? Oh, God. You know what he is? He is, you know what he, okay. So Have I made because, you wait, what's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it, baby. That's it. Okay. So, you're right. I think he probably is really annoying. And I think he's one of those people who, like, if he existed now, would post, like, those Instagram posts that are like, <laughs> um, what lunch break? Dr uh, uh, fuel with coffee, sleep never, hustle always. Ugh. Like, those types of people. <laughs> and it's a selfie of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. selfie of him, like, <laughs> like uh, in a, probably, like, in a BMW, <laughs> but, like, also with, like, a dumbbell in his arm. He would be that... Plus, um, what's his face? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm. Yeah. Constantly correcting oh, yeah. Con just he'd be, everything. He'd be on Twitter 24 Oh, absolutely. Here's the thing. You know what it would be instead of 90,000 letters and postcards? Ugh, yep. 100 Tweet. million tweets. <laughs> 100 million, <laughs> million tweets. Million. So you want to know what his secret is? Yeah. Besides hustle? Coffee. <laughs> Asimov wrote every day whether or not he felt like it. He started his workday between 9.30 and 10.00. He only took small breaks and worked deep into the night, typed over 90 words a minute on his electric typewriter mm. with a backup in case it broke. He went to bed at 10 or 11, tried to hone his sleeping mind to produce ideas and characters in his dreams that he could then use for the next day. Oh, God, he's annoying. He <laughs> scoffed at the <sighs> idea of writer's block. Oh, really? Okay. You. Oh, yeah, you're right. so special. <laughs> Look at you. You always have ideas. As if everything he wrote was any good. Wait, was he in a relationship? Was he married? What's his deal? Oh, God, I feel bad for whoever was involved <laughs> with him. I want to know what his 
fucking Tinder profile yeah. looks oh, like. Oh, boy. Oh, God. It's, it's again, it's like him in that BMW. Yeah. Yes. Getting swole. Yeah. <laughs> getting, getting swole. <laughs> hustle. He's like, I hustle. <laughs> um, hustle, loyalty, respect the craft. Yes. Uh, he preferred a completely unembellished style of writing. His characters are simple. His dialogue functional. Uh, Maybe he did the abridgment of East of Eden. I think so. <laughs> oh, no. Do you want to hear a quote? Yes. From him? Absolutely. I guess I'm prolific because I have a simple and straightforward style. Really? <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> look at this guy. He loves he himself. Is, I think he's a lot more robotic, though, because no, I think he he's did super robotic. I think I'm prolific. That's absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um, he. So I was obsessed with this series, these series of like live action shorts for kids called Unicorn Tales. And they were like loose retellings of fairy tales. And he introduced the one that was like a loose retelling of The Wizard of Oz. And he, This guy did? Yeah, oh. Isaac Asimov. Because uh, they turned it into kind of a sci-fi thing. So it was like time travel instead of to another land. Um, starring Tisha Campbell with just so many songs. And... He introduces, he's like, what if the Wizard of Oz, instead of a Tin Man, it was a robot, and instead of a wizard, it was an evil dictator, and instead of a this, it was a that. But then you wouldn't really have the Wizard of Oz, you'd have the Magnificent Major. And so you shall. Okay. And that was the introduction. Oh my to God. Wow. Like, who wrote this? I hope not you. <laughs> um, yeah. He didn't care about critics, so he would not care. That we just laughed at him. I no, absolutely no. That. I mean, yeah. he says he doesn't care. I guess I maybe don't care, but like, yeah. you know, at night he's like <laughs> pumping at his yeah. electric at whatever, that 90 words a minute, yeah. man. Yeah. He's like, oh, he reaches 100 every time he gets mad. His girlfriend uh, or boyfriend's like, honey, come back to bed. He's like, no, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, he's like, the critics. <laughs> and they're like, I thought you didn't care. And he's like, you shut up. You <laughs> shut up. Go into your room. <laughs> your separate room. <laughs> <laughs> um, So he says, Many authors avoid such simplicity in their writing because they want to appear sophisticated. They also use impenetrable prose in order to impress critics with their deep ideas. He believed that flowery language, useless adverbs, and nonsensical metaphors would only clutter up his writing and make it more of a chore for the reader. Actually, okay. I respect him for that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Right. Okay. Last thing. Ready? This is his quote. Okay. I made up my mind long ago to follow one cardinal rule in all my writing. To be clear. I would write merely clearly. <laughs> Does he giggle? And then, and then he giggles. <laughs> and then he went five minutes of giggling. And in this way, establish a warm relationship between myself and my readers and the professional critics. Well, they can do whatever they wish. Does right. I feel like he he's such a robot. He was like, write clearly, create friendship with yeah. readers. Warm, <laughs> warm relationship. Warm, warm. Yeah, he sounds like an AI bot from the past. He writes a lot the about future. robots. So he, I think himself, is an AI bot. He wrote iRobot, right? Oh, he... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's yep. good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. And him being like... That's good. This oh, up. Okay, respect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, 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 nice. Um, all right, you ready to get into this thing? Wait, so what are... Cause, because I, I maybe... I probably know him, but I, I didn't know his name. What are his major works? Um iRobot he also wrote this book called Pebble in the Sky which I remember liking okay um which was like it was actually a pretty interesting idea where it was like um it's in this distant 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 future after uh humans have like 
started colonizing other planets. And um, Earth is now just this, like, because of uh, nuclear war, like, is heavily radiated and only parts of it are populated. And um, uh, all the records of, like, where humans came from have been destroyed. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you're from Earth, you're considered, like, ugh, like, gross. (laughs) No, thank you. And so no one knows that humans originated from Earth. And so this is, like, far, far, far in the future. Then, like, this guy... Who is sixty? That's his age. Ugh, um, sixty. No, so he's he's sixty. He somehow gets like transported to that time. I don't really remember how. Like through a wormhole or something. Um, and people are put to like they're euthanized at like Mm fifty, and so he has to like keep it secret that he's sixty. And then they do some kind of surgery on him, which is like kind of a flowers for Algernon thing where he gets really smart. And I don't really get how that like fits in (laughs) with the like the general mythos and like all that. Yeah. Because it seems like there's a lot going on in this book. Um, But it's also short because he's he is concise. But I never remember how that book ends. And I've read it like eight times. Do not remember how it ends. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's but it seems interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And warm for for the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, as I was reading, I was like, <laughs> I'm a little toasty. I'm going to take off my sweater. <laughs> we all took an article of clothing off. <laughs> um, so this. Let's get into it. It's called Jokester. I wonder if this is going to be his attempt to be funny. I don't know. I don't what know. I, do I don't remember if he's funny. Is that when you said, and today, the jokester. And I was like, is that how she's introducing Mujan? <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow, I guess I come into the room and crack the jokes and weird choice of words. I'm like the person that just can't turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> goof hound. <laughs> goof hound. And goof hound Muja. <laughs> oh my god. I'll take it. Oh, and for what it's worth, this is illustrated by Angle. Uh, what, is that an uh, at Instagram handle? Yeah. At Angle. At Angle. <laughs> it's illustrated by Ansel Angort, the act current actor. Good for him. Oh, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. The current actor, the current, the current actor. actor, but pre- previously future Republican senator, <laughs> saying it right, past now. illustrator, future Republican oh, senator. Okay, all right, you guys ready for this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Noel Meyerhoff consulted the list he had prepared and chose which item was to be first. As usual, he relied mainly on intuition. He was dwarfed by the machine he faced, though only the smallest portion of the latter was in view. That didn't matter. He spoke with the offhand confidence of one who thoroughly knew he was master. Johnson, he said, came home unexpectedly from a business trip to find his wife in the arms of his best friend. He staggered back and said, Max, I'm married to the lady, so I have to. But why you? (laughs) Johnson is like a good (laughs) basic name. Yeah, it is a good. And it's a name that has not been used recently. Yeah. For like, you know, like people now, I think, use like Joe or something. Sure, sure, sure. John. Johnson. Well, I'm assuming that he's calling his friend by his last, last name. name. Oh. <laughs> you dumb dumb. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Stupid Kelly. Mayerhoff thought, okay, let that trickle down into its guts and gurgle about a bit. And a voice behind him said, hey. <laughs> you I, up? I don't know where I'm, I'm we are. I'm reading this like a porn. What is what right now? Hey. Yeah. Meyerhoff erased the sound of that monosyllable and put the circuit he was using into neutral. He whirled and said, I'm working. Don't you knock? Yeah. <laughs> hey, makes sense. Yeah. Knock. Yeah, yeah, knock. Fair. He did not smile as he customarily did in greeting Timothy Whistler, 
a senior analyst with whom he dealt as often as with any. Where'd Johnson go? Yeah, what about- Who's, what? You know what, I think he- What is here's happening? What I, here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think he, <laughs> I think he, Noel Meyerhoff, yes. said okay. the joke to the Oh, thing. so the jokester has begun. Yeah, I think okay. he's okay. joking. Oh. He said the joke to the machine. <gasps> or- And he's working. Or did the machine <gasps> say the joke to him? Well- Is he making a robot- that knows what humor is. I think he's trying to teach it because he's so Noel. Oh, Noel is consulting the list and he's working. Uh huh. And then it just says he he he, and it, it says Johnson. He said, you know, for a okay. man who believes he writes concise and clearly, <laughs> no, we're, we're already lost. very lost. Very lost. Yeah. That happens with a lot of the stories we read, where like three sentences in, I'm yeah. like, you gotta give more than this well, yeah authors, i don't know what's yeah. happening they all yet. love themselves so much yeah like, i need to make it different and big yeah or it's like like they're all improvisers <laughs> and they're like you start in the middle of the scene yeah, right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he frowned as he would have for an interruption by a stranger wrinkling his thin face into a distortion that seemed to extend to his hair rumpling it more than ever whistler shrugged he wore his white lab coat with his fists pressing down within its pockets increasing it into tense vertical lines i knocked you didn't answer the operation signal wasn't on. Meyerhoff grunted. It wasn't on at that. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> I'm not sure what that sentence okay. means. He'd been thinking about this new project too intensely, and he was forgetting little details. And yet he could scarcely blame himself for that. This thing was important. He didn't know why it was, of what course. What is this? I think it's the machine. The, machine. Machine. the joke. The machine that he's telling jokes, jokes yes. to. Okay, great, great. Cool, cool, cool. I think. Cool, cool. Oh, is that the one Dewey Decimal category <gasps> that he didn't fall into? Humor? Humor. Humor. He's not oh, a humorist. He's trying to teach himself. <laughs> <laughs> the machine's name was Isaac. <laughs> what is left? <laughs> <laughs> ha. Ha. <laughs> this thing was important. He didn't know why it was, of course. Grandmasters rarely did. That's what made them grandmasters. Mm-hmm. The fact that they were beyond reason. How else could the human mind keep up with that 10-mile-long lump of solidified reason that men called Multivac, the most complex computer ever built? Meyerhoff said, I am working. Is there something important on your mind? Nothing that can't be postponed. There are a few holes in the answer on the hyperspatial. Whistler did a double take, and his face took on a rueful look of uncertainty. Working? Yes, what about it? But he looked around staring into the crannies of the shallow room that faced the banks upon banks of relays that formed a small portion of multivac. There there isn't anyone here at that. He's saying at that a lot. Yeah, he's also talking about the man's face, which is great. I like to get visual (laughs) images. But like, it twists, it turns, it gets... Contortions. Who said there was or should be? What? You were telling one of your jokes, weren't you? And Whistler forced a smile. Don't tell me you were telling a joke to a multivac. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, he's not allowed. Oh, shit. Uh, Meyerhoff stiffened. Why not? <gasps> were you? Yes. Why? Meyerhoff stared the other down. I don't have to account to you or to anyone. And you know Cheryl left me. <laughs> I'm lonely. <laughs> I'm wearing a diaper to work. <laughs> <laughs> Why? And this you bring up? <laughs> no one's brought up the diaper, diaper yet. just there, it's twisting and turning. <laughs> twisting and turning. His diaper twisted and twisted in confusion. In vertical lines. <laughs> it's now canon. It's now canon. 
Good Lord, of course not. I was curious, that's all. But then if you're working, I'll leave. He looked about once more, frowning. Do so, said Meyerhoff. His eyes followed the other out, and then he activated the operation signal with a savage punch of his finger. He strode the length of the room and back, getting himself in hand. Damn Whistler. Damn them all. Because he didn't bother to hold to those technicians, analysts, and mechanics at the proper social distance, because he treated them as though they, too, were creative artists, they took all kinds of liberties. He thought grimly. They can't even tell jokes decently. He does not have a good work no. environment. No, no. no he, oh, here's the thing. He needs a hobby. He does. He needs outside of work. After Cheryl left him, you know, no. what is he going to do? Yeah, no. Not he much. He threw himself head over heels into the diaper thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing is this guy, has, he started taking a few classes at UCB. Yes. <laughs> here's the, uh, he doesn't want to be doing this anymore. Yeah, and he but also wants he's to not, become an actor He's now. not good, though, because he he's keeps saying, no, he keeps saying, I have to tell jokes. And everyone's like, please don't do that. Yeah. Please don't do that. And he's like, oh, but I, I want to make sure all my all my jokes land. But the thing like, about him is he gets one good note. Yeah, that's and the thing. And that fucks him up. Yeah. He's yes. like, I'm going to become a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The jokester. He, he, did, he yep. did it well once and now well, he, that's it. Yep. he's chasing that's it. that high. Yep. He's like, I'm going to become the next Dane Cook. <laughs> <laughs> take, take that, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and instantly, that brought him back to the task at hand. He sat down again. Devil take them all. He threw the proper multivac circuit back into operation and said, the ship's steward stopped at the rail of the liner during a particularly rough ocean crossing and gazed compassionately at the man whose slumped position over the rail and whose intensity of gaze towards the depths betokened all too well the ravages of seasickness. Okay. Wait, that, hears- first of all, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if that is a joke, all three of us that's went, the beginning of a joke. Is that the beginning of a joke? That's the beginning of a joke. Okay. Here's... Here's the thing. Just be easy. Yeah. Here's, be easy. Also, be original. I've heard that on Twitter a thousand times. <laughs> Look, I get we all want to get our takes out sure. right away. Yeah. We don't but, need all to have a hot take yeah. on whatever uh-huh. that was. Yeah. Stop trying to chase the current event. Yeah. yeah. You can sit one out. You know what? You can sit one out. It's fine. You can sit it out. Nobody's at home waiting for Isaac's take. Literally, yeah. yeah. Literally, no, no one's literally at home. Nobody. Literally zero people. Okay. What's his joke? Come on. Gently, the steward patted the man's shoulder. Cheer up, sir. He murmured. I know it seems bad, but really, you know, nobody ever dies of seasickness. The afflicted gentleman lifted his greenish, tortured face to his comforter and gasped in hoarse accents. Don't say that, man. For heaven's sake, don't say that. It's only the hope of dying that's keeping me alive. Okay. (laughs) I get it. 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 Okay. 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 I don't know. All right. (laughs) The thing is, I like sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. I love sci-fi. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you're just saying nonsense, made up things with mm. zero context, I don't know what is happening in the story. Well, he's all about hard science, yeah. right? So, so it's all just it's facts. all yeah, it's all like computers. It's all and just shit. made up facts. Yeah. So yeah. far, it's like okay, so we've got a machine. Yeah. The multi. A couple of guys. Yeah. He's working on the multi. The one bad, guy bad is work trying to tell it 
jokes. Yeah. Someone tells him you can't do that. When you tell someone to not do something, they're mm, going to do he's it. He's going to yeah. do it even more. Yeah. It's like, don't think of a purple rhino or elephant or mm-hmm. whatever that saying Thinking is. Thinking about it right now. There yeah. you go. Thinking of both. I apologize. That's fine. <laughs> Timothy Whistler, a bit preoccupied, nevertheless smiled and nodded as he passed the secretary's desk. She smiled back at him. Here, he thought, was an archaic item in his computer-ridden world of the 21st century. A human secretary. All right, you know what? Don't say item. Yeah, don't. That's a person. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, it's true. These jobs will be automated. Mm-hmm. This yes. is an amazing foreshadowing mm-hmm. by him. Mm-hmm. So, hurrah. But yeah, don't call him item. Yeah, don't call yeah. him that. Call it human who will be item. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, be respectful be in respectful. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Good day to you, human who will be item. <laughs> Happy human who will be item day. Here's a flower. <laughs> Did you notice on the calendar? <laughs> But then perhaps it was natural that such an institution should survive here in the very citadel of computerdom, <laughs> in the gigantic world corporation that handled Multivac. When, with Multivac filling the horizons, lesser computers for trivial tasks would have been in poor taste. Whistler stepped into Abram Trask's office. What a name. Abram Trask. I thought that was in the Wait, story. Wait, is that not in the story? No, that's, that's Kelly. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. That Abram is Trask. Name. Yeah. That government official paused in his careful task of lighting a pipe. Oh, exactly what I'm imagining. His dark eyes flicked in Whistler's direction and his beaked nose stood out sharply and prominently against the rectangle of window behind him. I don't uh, know why I'm imagining he's a rectangular man. Me he's too. He's like a rectangle face, like me three too. rectangle hands. He looks like the triangle. general. Like a triangle nose. Yeah, triangle nose. general now. <laughs> that guy. Also, we've had 50 characters at this point, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. just checking. And the one who doesn't have a name, the woman. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> she has a name. Secretary. Yeah, secretary. Right, so item. Yeah. Secretary. Item. Item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Item has a name. Secretary. Oh, there, Whistler. <laughs> sit down. Sit down. Whistler did so. I think we've got a problem, Trask. Trask half smiled. Not a technical one, I hope. I'm just an innocent politician. It was one of his favorite phrases. It involves Meyerhoff. Trask sat down instantly and looked acutely miserable. Are you sure? Reasonably sure. We should never have hired that UCB troop to do that corporate improv <laughs> class with us. It's really inspired us to stop working. <laughs> Whistler understood the other's sudden unhappiness well. Trask was the government official in charge of the Division of Computers and Automation of the Department of the Interior. Wow, that is a phrase. Uh, so let's. Can you say that again? Trask was the government in- official yes. in uh-huh. charge of the division of computers, so computers yes. and automation. Oh, so, I'm sorry, division of computers and automation. Okay, okay. Of the Department of the Interior. Okay, so so actually, by the time we've gotten to the end, the interior becomes the main yeah. designation. So, yes. so just and then below that mm-hmm, is computers of so computers he's and the IT guy for like. For, like, the Department of the Interior. Yeah, for, for like, the United HR. States. Oh, that. <laughs> I'm just going to say HR. The HR of the United States. Yeah. Okay. For what is a nation but its human resources. That's true. true. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> We're not a place where people. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he was expected to deal with matters of policy involving the human satellites of Multivac, just as those technically trained satellites were expected to deal with Multivac itself. But a grand master was more than just a satellite. That's right. More even than just a human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You stand up to Tell yourself. it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Preach. Early in the history of Multivac, it had become apparent that there was one big bottleneck. The questioning procedure. Multivac could answer the problems of humanity, 
all the problems if, if it were asked meaningful questions. But as knowledge accumulated at an ever faster rate, it became ever more difficult to locate those meaningful questions. Reason alone wouldn't do. What was needed was a rare type of intuition, the same faculty of mind, only fantastically intensified, that made a grandmaster at chess. Okay. Chess, chess became involved. Uh, chess is not an intuitive game, is it? It's also not of computing or not. Yeah, I guess you can do totally automate chess. There's chess games. Yeah, you can, play, you can play against computers in so, chess. Question, who's talking mm-hmm. right now? <laughs> I think... <laughs> Whose point of view are what we in? Is, where are we? Here we are. Here's, here's it. We <laughs> are... I, mean, I like even. it. I just don't know what's happening. <laughs> we are in... Whistler's mind. I think okay. we're, we're with Whistler. We're now. with Whistler right now. He's thinking about like, oh, I get why Trask is freaking out because blah 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 blah. blah. We yeah. left Meyerhoff behind. Meyerhoff's not there anymore. And Johnson was just a character in a joke. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. like, let me start off my book okay. real funny. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm gonna get them on my good side. Yeah. It's a hilarious joke. <gasps> uh, yeah. Um, I think we're due to switch. Okay. I think I know how he was so prolific is that he didn't worry about whether um, anything was happening or you were bored. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. A mind. Okay. And it continues. (laughs) A mind was needed of the sort that could see through the quadrillions of chess patterns to find the one best move and do it in a matter of minutes. Trask moves restlessly. What's Meyerhoff been doing? Well, he's introduced a line of questioning that I find disturbing. Jokes? Jokes. I think so. I think he doesn't like the jokes. I think so. Except. Oh, so, oh, his job is to ask questions to the computer. So he's moved on to asking jokes. He thinks that's the key, I believe. I think he thinks that's the key. Can, to make the the computer. Have a a reaction. Why are they doing this? Why are they asking the computer's questions? Because I believe in automation, you know, I'm guessing it's an automation job. Mm -hmm, So you're you're training the robot to get smarter and smarter and smarter. So that it can start thinking. Right. Where are we? What is the company about? Yes, exactly. Well, and if he's reporting the government. I think that they have reached a point where the computer, he's not, he, the computer's the he now. Mm -hmm. The computer has stopped progressing. Right, and so he's like, where to take it? And so they're like, we've got to bump it to the next level. Okay, We've got to make it think outside the box mm-hmm. now. Perhaps jokes are the way to go. Mm-hmm. That's true. When you're in a bad date and things aren't going well, you turn towards humor mm-hmm. because that's just how you're, that's just how you can get someone's attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I think. Okay. I don't know. That's how I date. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen... Two people hanging out on a date, and it's just like no one laughs the whole time. Have you ever seen that? No, I, I don't I watch other people's. Dates. I Unless love they're... watching other people. Really, I don't. Yeah, I watch other people all the time. I'm too oh, self involved. Me... Really, yeah. I I just tune out of the person I'm sitting with so that I can listen to other people. And then you become the date that's not laughing. I know. And then others. <laughs> that maybe that's what they're doing. They're listening to our date. Oh no! I did once sit next to a couple, as an elderly couple, at like Starbucks in a Brooklyn or something, and it was, seemed like it was going well because that you can hear everything yeah. at that cafe. And uh, and he got angry at her at one point because she didn't know who Howard Zinn was, and like the <laughs> date ended. And they were like in their eighties or seventies really? or something. Like it's like you finally found someone who. 
like she just didn't know Howard since she had another life. And oh that's what, that's the thing that like he just like immediately was like I have to go. Really? <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <gasps> Howard Zinn was the eight year old deal breaker. Yes, yeah, deal breaker for eight year olds. Wow. Word to the wise, everybody out there. Watch it. And you're getting singles. Yeah, singles. <laughs> Get up it's on your tough. history on the Get world. Up on Come your on. Zen. Get up on your liberal history. <laughs> <laughs> Trask moved restlessly. What has Meyerhoff been doing? He's introduced a line of questioning that I find disturbing. Oh, come on, Whistler. Is that all? You can't stop a grandmaster from going through any line of questioning he chooses. Neither you nor I are equipped to judge the worth of his questions. You know that. I know you know that. You know, and I know, and we know, and I know that you know. Human connection. And woman comes in. (laughs) I know to get out of here, secretary. (laughs) This is a future story, but I can't even foresee that women would be involved in this. (laughs) Nope. Nope. I do, of course, but I also know Meyerhoff. Have you ever met him socially? Good Lord, no. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, shade. He's like, that fucking loser. Does anyone meet any grandmaster socially? (laughs) Oh, poor Isaac. This is about him. Burn. Yeah. That's about him. Poor guy. Don't take that attitude, Trask. They're human and they're to be pitied. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Isaac, you're really showing, your, oh, you're showing your cards yeah. right now. Yeah. Poor oh, boy. That's sad. The, there's like teardrops on his little. Yeah. These are the critics. This is what they feel yeah. about me. Fool <laughs> <laughs> me to in a bar socially. <laughs> please, please hang out. <laughs> Have you ever thought what it must be like to be a grandmaster? To know there are only some 12 like you in the world? To know that only one or two come up per generation, that the world depends on you, that a thousand mathematicians, logicians, and <laughs> magicians and conditions <laughs> and statisticians, psychologists and physical scientists wait on you. What? Trask shrugged and muttered, uh-huh. good Lord, I'd feel like king of the world. I don't think you would, said the senior analyst impatiently. They feel kings of nothing. Mm. They have no equals to talk to, no sensation of belonging. Listen, Meyer, listen, Meyerhoff never misses a chance to get together with the boys. He isn't married, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> wow, they are so mean. They're being so mean about him. They're yeah, so naturally. I'm so mean about Isaac. Oh, wow. Poor Isaac. He One of these is going to accidentally refer to him as Isaac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he doesn't cry because like, whoops, no, I didn't mean that. I meant uh, definitely the I'm using a typewriter. I can't backspace. I ran out of Whiteout. <laughs> <laughs> he isn't married naturally. He doesn't drink. He has no natural social touch, oh. yet he forces himself into company because he must. Oh and my do you God. know what he trying. does? <laughs> At least he's trying. Yeah, he's not like in his apartment alone. He's going out there. Honestly, Team Isaac. Yeah, and you know what? This is only like making people not want to try and be social because they're like, oh, well, if I try, yeah, there's like two f- guys talking about me like this. I mean, that's true. It you is guys. true. Though. It is true because like usually 20 minutes leading up to <laughs> us recording is me and Lindsay being like, did you fucking see it? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and then as soon as I leave, I know what's going to oh, happen. Yeah. We're going to be like, am I hanging on? No, no, no. We already promised you that we would be no, recording we'll do it to you. that okay. for well, you. Thank you so and much. And sending it to you as an audio file. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, it's about to take a twist. What? <gasps> mm-hmm. Stop. Do you know what he does when he gets together with us? And that's at least once a week. I haven't the least idea, said the government man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, at least he doesn't have a name. So, yeah. Yeah. Government man. (laughs) This is all new to me. Wait, is this a new character that just appeared? No, no he's just calling him Trask. 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 I would just it's love stupid. if there was just a government man. There's a government like man. Like a cigarette smoking man in the yes. room. He was just in the corner. I haven't an idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's a jokester. <gasps> 
The title. <laughs> Wait, the so title. he's the jokester. Meyerhoff is the jokester. Oh my god. Oh man. He's a jokester. What? He tells jokes. Good ones. He's oh, yeah. good. Welcome to the twist. He's terrific. He can take any story, however old and dull, and make it sound good. It's the way he tells it. He has flair. Flair. I see. Well, good or bad. These jokes are important to him. Whistler put both elbows on Trask's desk. Bit at a thumbnail. <laughs> Trask's face. <laughs> Massaging gently the caresses. You have a knot in your shoulder. Both elbows on Trask's desk. Bit at a thumbnail and stared into the air. What? what Wait, I'm going to try that out. Both, all right, elbows down. But are you staring in the air as your elbows are down? In. Yeah. Uh-huh. And... You're I'm a baby. There. Wait, so hold on. I'm a baby. Yeah, you're being you a baby <laughs> on, you're facing somebody, like you're not sitting at the table. This you're is standing. Very oh, unnatural Oh, so he's always oh, so kneeling over. No, so he's he's like bent over. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the other guy is sitting at the desk. So okay, they're close. Okay. But it, Biting? Biting thumbnail. is thumbnail. This is a and little bit looking seductive. looking up. Yeah, Ooh. this is like a come fuck me, I'm a baby pose. <laughs> yeah, this is a, it's a fuck up a baby. <laughs> government man. No government man. Do oh. you know what he did? <laughs> I'll kill you if you're good to me. Such an unnatural pose. Okay. Yeah, no, he is like contorted. He puts his face on the floor, his hand in the air. <laughs> and his, clapped his and feet his three fr- times. Free ear. He flapped it on his eyebrow. <laughs> He's different. He knows he's different. And these jokes are the one way he feels he can get the rest of us ordinary schmoes to accept him. We laugh. We howl. We clap him on the back and even forget he's a grandmaster. It's the only hold he has on the rest of us. I feel like this is talking about me. Yeah. (laughs) Or like comedians. Yeah, where it's like, This is all we have to connect with people. (laughs) They literally don't know how to talk to you unless they're doing a bit. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know who he is. <laughs> any elevator at the UCB, this is, they're a bunch of grandmasters. <laughs> just like any silence they can't take, they just do bit, bit, bit. Hi, uh, we're the grandmasters and we just need one <laughs> oh, word God. to get started. <laughs> <laughs> Not food. <laughs> this is all interesting. I didn't know you were such a psychologist. Still, <laughs> a psycho. Where is this lead? Psycho. I didn't know you were such a psycho. <gasps> oh. Just this. What do you suppose happens if Meyerhoff runs out of jokes? <gasps> this oh. is a weird concern you to know, go that to your is a boss weird concern with. because like that's boss, not a boss listen boss also like you wake, off. yeah he's gonna run out of jokes you wake up, he does we're all dead you <laughs> wake up one day and you're like there are no more jokes left to <laughs> well, say there are only a hundred <laughs> so you he's told 87 yeah i went to every bookshop and i look for jokes and i've already done them <laughs> All the jokes. And I've done them well. <laughs> he does them well. <laughs> what? The government what? man stared blankly. If he starts repeating himself, <gasps> is if his audience starts laughing less heartily or stops laughing altogether, mm. it's his only hold on our approval. Without it, he'll be alone. And then what would happen to him? <laughs> this is so fucking weird. What is this viewpoint? It is a weird... What? The is jokester, this? the loneliest man in the room. <laughs> well, it, it it does like kind of reflect like, you know how some people have this thought where like if you just make a little throwaway joke or you're like doing a bit mm-hmm. and then some like certain people will be like, where did you read that? Or like, where did you fall? Like, why, how could you think 
of that. That's so random. Yeah, and then like I feel like it's like that where people are like, well, it has to exist somewhere else. It can't just be like a right. a weird thing you'd say. Yeah. It has to come from something. This guy does seem to think there are, are a limited a yeah, number. Of there are like a, there's like yeah there are. He's like yeah. Well, there can only be so. Like, how does this guy get his ideas? He probably goes home and he writes them down. Yeah, and then eventually he's it's gonna dry up. Yeah, like there's no such thing as inspiration because yeah. I never feel it. Yeah, yeah. There's only five airplane jokes, <laughs> six jokes about food, and ten about women. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only two women in the world. <laughs> well, has he started repeating himself? Not as far as I know, but I think he thinks he has. Mm, interesting. Why do you say that? Because I've heard him telling jokes to multivac. Oh no. <gasps> No. Accidentally, I walked in on him and he threw me out. He was savage. He's usually good-natured enough, and I consider it a bad sign that he was so upset at the intrusion. But the fact remains that he was telling a joke to Multivac, and I'm convinced if it was one of a series. But why? Whistler shrugged and rubbed a hand fiercely across his chin. He just punched himself <laughs> in the face. Oh, is he still in that position? No. Wait, hold on. <laughs> it didn't say he got out of it, so okay. I have to assume so. <laughs> well, yeah, no, because if we bothered hearing about him <laughs> going into it, we would have heard him about him so coming he, out of it. He thooped his thumb out of his mouth. Yes. Like, Whenever I read anything, I always assume yeah. that until I am told otherwise, they're exactly as yeah. They no, were. they don't move. Mm -hmm. Static. Can I just stop here? These people are creating way too much drama. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, nothing's drama. going on in this office. Nothing. nothing. This is the thing. They have nothing going on. The, no. Here, I actually I realized now that I missed a line. Oh, oh God. They're saying we can't. So after all, Trask, he's one of the dozen men mankind can't do without. We can't let anything happen to him. I don't just mean physical things. We can't even let him get too unhappy. Who knows how that might affect oh, his so intuition? I see. So they think so he's going crazy. They think he's going to lose his connection to others and get really upset and despondent and won't be able to work anymore. But I hmm. think that he knows teaching the computer jokes is going to elevate the, computer. the computer's yeah processing ability this guy goes he knows nothing about the comedy scene <laughs> this is why he's not a grandmaster and he's not that team's been around forever yeah yeah he's like a new student <laughs> i'm gonna stop with the improv comparisons whistler shrugged and rubbed a hand fiercely across his chin i have thought about that i think he's trying to build up a store of jokes in multivax memory banks in order to get back new variations. Oh, well, if you get it, I'm why are you sorry. being so crazy? I, no, what? He's he, planning a mechanical jokester. Yay! So that he can have an infinite number of jokes at hand and never fear. He I don't think that's why. He this, thinks yeah. he's okay. programming the machine to come up with An jokes AI for jokes. him for parties. So he, okay, this guy <laughs> keeps... amazing. <laughs> this guy keeps like coming what? right up to what it is and then like sidestep and like, side step and, like taking it, the left turn. There's nothing else... Like, why are they... Like, I don't know. Like, let, them, let him do it. He's yeah. having fun. That the Grandmasters are all just pretty basic human beings. Yeah. And then these guys are just fucking idiots. Yeah, maybe that's him. it. They're like, I don't get it. Oh, maybe it's going to be that everyone is really stupid and then those guys are normal and everyone's really stupid because they rely too much on computers. Ugh, I feel like that's for what's going to be. Ugh, what have we done? All right. <laughs> Good Lord. Objectively, there may be nothing wrong with that, but I consider it a bad sign when a grandmaster starts using multivac for his personal problems. Any grandmaster has a certain inherent mental instability, <laughs> okay, and he should be watched. Meyerhoff may be approaching a borderline beyond which we lose a grandmaster, Trask said blankly. 
What are you suggesting I do? You can check me. I'm too close to him to judge well. I'm too close to him to judge well, maybe. And judging humans isn't my particular talent anyway. What? Then why are you here? Is and he why a are you even talking? What is your job? Are, are buddy? they a robot? Is he? I don't know. Is that the big reveal. <gasps> we put the human in the room. That's what one of us said. That's just the robot. We put the human. You're a politician. It's more your talent. Judging oh. humans, perhaps, not grandmasters. Who talks like I that? I don't know. Is this like, for, well, if this is public domain, then it's early. So is this like weird 30s speak? I, it's just, yeah, it's stilted. Well, old. yeah, it I sounds think, like old version, like old yeah. sci-fi. Well, like, he, how old could this be? Well, what, the computers are from World War II, right? Yeah, okay. so like. Yeah. All right. Anyway, you're human too. <laughs> Besides, who else is to do it? The fingers of Trask's hand struck his desk in rapid succession <gasps> over and over. Oh, he's drumming. Like a slow and muted roll of drums. Just say he was you Just say drumming. he's drumming his finger. Here's the thing. <laughs> Asimov, mm -hmm. we just heard you say, like, drop Not the unnecessary clear. metaphors, be clear, yeah. be concise, and yet here we are. And yet you are just leaving us in a black hole of what the fuck this story is. I don't trust him as mm -mm. a person. <laughs> He, he's never going to text He's that. a liar on paper. <laughs> he's a liar at home. I suppose I'll have to, he said. Meyerhoff said to Multivax, so now we've jumped back to Meyerhoff. Oh, Meyerhoff, okay. we're back. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're back. Okay. I'd rather be with Meyerhoff Jump in the anyway. paragraph. Okay, uh, okay. The ardent swain picking a bouquet of wildflowers for his loved one. Yep. The ardent swain? disconcerted to find himself suddenly in the same field with a large bull of unfriendly appearance. Wait, can you do this again, but in a Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it immediately. <laughs> the ardent swain, picking a bouquet of flowers for his loved one, was disconcerted to find himself suddenly in the same field with a large bull of unfriendly appearance, which, ah. gazing at him steadily, <laughs> paved the ground in a threatening manner. <laughs> that was pretty good, Lindsay. That's pretty you. good. That's pretty Thank good. You. Do you, you want me to film it for your reel? I do. Thank <laughs> you. I'm trying to get on SNL with my Jerry Seinfeld impression. <laughs> <laughs> so... Back to the joke. The young man spying a farmer on the other side of a fairly distant fence oh. shouted, Hey, mister, is that bull safe? The farmer surveyed the situation with critical eye, spat to one side and called back, He's safe as anything. He spat again and added, Can't say the same about you, though. Uh, is that the joke? Wait, is that the joke? Is that the joke? So, <laughs> so he's yeah. Not he needs more great jokes. jokes. He needs more jokes. <laughs> I get it. You know now. what? I get why the other guy's worried. Like, I get why Trask is like, oh shit, he's running out of so jokes. So the joke is, hey, I'm stuck in a field. There's a bull. I'm scared of the bull. Hey, oh. farmer, is that bull safe? And yeah. he goes, the bull is. I don't know about you. You know what the problem is, though? Is that, that, a bad it, joke? that tries too hard because no one would say, Is that bull safe? It is so. He's so nihilist. It's <laughs> yeah. like. The beginning yeah. is so stilted. Yeah. The ardent swain. Yeah, let's punch up this Who's joke. Who's the ardent yeah. swain? <laughs> I, yeah, oh, so boy. it's like a runaway lover boy. So a farmer I, sees a lover, love, a runaway lover boy at the yeah. farm, and he's like, "Hey, boy, where you going?" And the the boy's like, "I don't know where you going." And then and then and then the bull says, "I don't know, but I'm staying right here." <laughs> we women, did it, you guys. Women, bum bum bum. I like this because it turned into like an avant-garde jazz number. Yeah, <laughs> da -da. Da -da -do. joke jokes. Uh. Meyerhoff was about to pass it on down the list when the summons came. It oh, wasn't really list. a summons. Mm. No one could summon a grandmaster. 
It was only a message that Division Head Trask would like very much to see Grandmaster Meyerhoff if Grandmaster Meyerhoff could spare him the time. Meyerhoff might, with impunity, have have tossed the message to one side and continued with whatever he was doing. (laughs) He was not subject to discipline. No. On the other hand, were he to do that, they would continue to bother him. Oh, very respectfully, but they would continue to bother him. So he neutralized the pertinent circuits of Multivac and locked them into place. He put the freeze signal on his office so that no one would dare enter in his absence and started for Trask's office. Trask coughed and felt a bit intimidated by the sullen fierceness of the other's look. He said, We have not had occasion to know one another, Grandmaster, to my great regret. I have reported to you, said Meyerhoff stiffly. Trask wondered what lay behind those keen, wild eyes. Okay. Ooh. This is getting okay. interesting. His palms itched I with desire. I them uh-huh. hard. <laughs> it was difficult for him to imagine Meyerhoff with his thin face, his oh, dark, straight yeah. hair, his intense air. Yeah. Ever unbending long Ooh. enough. Ooh, he wants to bend oh. Here's the thing. He's like, I wish that you would do what <laughs> the other fucking guy just did on my desk. <laughs> his intense air ever Uh, unbending long mm -hmm. enough to tell funny stories he said reports are not social acquaintance i i've been given to understand you have a marvelous fund of anecdotes good oh my god these guys are so bored yeah 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 yeah. i am a jokester sir nice (gasps) that's the phrase people use oh is it is it the phrase people use? Another That's good nag. He nice. is nagging. Yeah, he's making him feel bad. Yeah. They to feel haven't good. Haven't used the phrase to me, Grandmaster. They have said, the hell with them. I don't mm. care what they've said. See here, Trask. Do you want to hear a joke? <gasps> oh my Yay! God. Yay! <laughs> Trask's hard member strained against his pants. <laughs> a joke, he whispered. He leaned forward across the desk. His eyes <gasps> yes, narrowed. yes, 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 yes. By all means, certainly, said Trask Yay. with an effort at hardiness. Oh, yes, yes, he had to yes. try. All right. right. Sweat came down his mm-hmm. chest. Here's the joke. Yes. Mrs. Jones stared at the fortune card that had emerged from the weighing machine in response to her husband's penny. The weighing machine or the weighing machine? Weighing. Okay, good. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> the weighing machine. <laughs> she said, it says here, George, that you're suave, intelligent, far-seeing, industrious, and attractive to women. Nice. With that, she turned the card over and added, and they have your weight wrong too. Uh, ah, nice. that's good. That's a good that's one. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny because she dissed him. I literally mm-hmm. cannot remember the last two jokes. This is a good one. Yeah, I that was can pretty remember. Good. Yes, I'll remember that forever. Trask laughed. It was almost <gasps> impossible not to. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Oh, so wow, the punchline wow, wow. was predictable. The surprising oh. facility with which Meyerhoff had produced just the tone of contemptuous yeah. disdain in the woman's voice. You know what? I really could have oh. used this note beforehand. Yeah. Because I didn't know I was supposed to be reading it in such a specific way. Yeah. 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 You know what? Because I think a lot Asimov. of it, uh, like 90% of his success with the jokes is like his personality and how he's delivering it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. He, he's like a big character actor. Yeah. Rock, he's crack, like, a, who's crazy. like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He's like a... He's like a Dane Cook. <laughs> He's like a regular Dane Cook here. Dane Cook. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the cleverness with which he had contorted the lines of his face to suit that tone carried the politician helplessly into laughter. There are so many contorting faces in this. Yeah. Meyerhoff said sharply, why is that funny? Trask sobered. What? I beg your pardon. <gasps> I said, why is that funny? Why do you laugh? Oh, shit. 
Negging. He's reneging. No, I think that he is building the machine to be like, why are things funny? Ugh, this guy's explain humor. Uh, Also, is Trask a robot? Is he doing that like multivac shit to him right now? I I think that this is the goal of the machine to be like, please explain to me why people laugh at certain things and not at others. Sure, 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 sure. Well, said Trask, trying to be reasonable. The last line put everything that proceeded in a new light. The unexpectedness. The point is, said Myra, <laughs> that I have a I have pictured a husband being humiliated by his wife. A marriage that is such a failure that the wife is convinced that her husband lacks any virtue. <laughs> Yet you laugh at that. If you were the husband, would you find it funny? Oh my god! Going back to up with this our background, I think it 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 justifies what we just made up in the beginning. Yeah, for which sure. Is yeah, I know totally. His wife. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cheryl. He keeps doing all these Cheryl. jokes about Cheryl. like women yeah. making, Why is it like, funny? making men yeah these well, are when it's true you guys yeah. none of these are jokes they're all true stories yeah. from his life yeah, they are he once encountered a bull he did and he got <laughs> gored by it <laughs> and then the farmer was like not worse your life is gonna yeah. something bad is gonna happen mm-hmm. to you yeah. and yeah. it did it mm-hmm. did and he's like, why is that funny? And yet everyone keeps yeah. laughing. We Somebody said, got why? gored. Why is that funny? He's like, why is everybody <laughs> laughing at me my entire life? Because I'm not laughing. I am just telling you a true tale. Am I a joke to you? <laughs> am I the jokester? <laughs> he waited a moment and thought and then said, try this one, Trask. Oh, man, another one. Abner was seated at his wife's sickbed, weeping uncontrollably. Already so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This is, I'm you so know sorry. what? Um, this is... Uh, his wife was on her sickbed. Yeah. Oh, Cheryl and died. No, well, here's the thing. She died and then she came back and she was and like, she did I don't want to be with you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she left. She went to she, like heaven or hell yeah. and saw yeah, like, yeah. this is it. And then yeah. she came back. She's like, okay, round him up. <laughs> yeah. Her life flashed before her eyes and she did not like what she no. saw. <laughs> Gotta go. His wife, blah, seated at his wife's sickbed, mm. weeping uncontrollably mm. when his wife, mustering the dregs of her strength, drew herself up to one elbow. Uh, oh, elbow. Elbows huge. Elbows, There's a motif of elbows. You know what? Elbows are... Abner, she whispered. Abner. Abner, I cannot go to my maker without confessing my misdeeds. Oh, oh man. Girl's gonna say something. What's she gonna say? Not now, muttered the stricken <laughs> husband. Okay. Not She's now, She's like, my okay, dear. well, I can't later. Live yeah, I'm gonna die. Rest. Oh, my God. I can't, she cried. I must tell her my soul will never know peace. I have been unfaithful to you, Abner. In this oh, very chow, house. Chow, chow, chow. In Not this very... one month ago. Whoa! Oh, in that bed. Hush, dear, soothed Abner. Wow. Like, I know right all here. about it. Oh, Why else have I poisoned you? <gasps> this is a joke? That's not a joke. He... <laughs> all right. Trask tried desperately <laughs> Wait, to maintain... Wait, that was the joke? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. This biography. Here, I'll, I'll end it differently so we all know it's the yeah, end yeah, of the yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hush, dear, soothed Abner. I know all about it. Why else would I have poisoned you? Bong, 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 bong. Can you just do that again, direct to camera? <laughs> yes. Is it one or two? Camera one, <laughs> Both. camera two. Let's just do two for safety. Trask tried desperately to maintain equanimity, but did not entirely oh, succeed. No, he could not laugh. <laughs> he suppressed a chuckle no. imperfectly. Killing Meyerhoff said, so that's funny too. Adultery, murder, Shit. all funny. Well, now, said Truth. Trask, b- books have been written analyzing humor. True enough, said Meyerhoff. And I've read a number of them. What's more, I've read most of them to multivac. Still, the people who write the books are just guessing. Some them, some of them say we laugh because we feel superior to the people in the joke. Mm-hmm. Some say it is because of a suddenly realized incongruity or sudden relief from tension or sudden reinterpretation of events. Is there any simple reason? Different people laugh at different jokes. No joke is universal. Some people don't laugh at any joke. 
Yet yeah. what may be most important is that man is the only animal with a true sense of humor. The only animal that laughs. Trask said suddenly, I understand. You're trying to analyze humor. That's why you're transmitting a series of jokes to Multivac. Who told you I was doing that? Never mind. It was Whistler. I remember now. He surprised me at it. Well, what about it? Nothing at all. You don't dispute my right to add anything I wish to Multivac's general fund of knowledge or to ask any question I wish? No, not at all, said Trask hastily. As a matter of fact, I have no doubt that this will open the way to new analyses of great interest to psychologists. <laughs> Maybe. Just the same, there's something plaguing me that's more important than just the general analysis of humor. There's a specific question I have to ask. Two of them, really. Oh, what's that? Trask wondered if the other would answer. There would be no way of compelling him if he chose not to. But Meyerhoff said, the first question is this. Where do all these jokes come from? You're, what? what? Like, just... The joke planet. <laughs> <laughs> they fly the to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, who makes them up? Listen, about a month ago, I spent an evening swapping jokes. As usual, I told most of them. <laughs> That's and... what I call my nights. I'm going to hang. I'm going to spend an evening swapping jokes. <laughs> this guy is seriously no sense of humor. Okay. <laughs> A month ago, I spent an evening swapping jokes. As usual, I told most of them. And as usual, the fools laughed. Maybe they really thought the jokes were funny. And maybe they were just humoring me. Mm. In any case, one creature took the liberty of slapping me on the back and saying, Meyerhoff, you know more jokes than any 10 people I know. I'm sure he was right, but it gave rise to a thought. I don't know how many hundreds or perhaps thousands of jokes I've told at one time or another in my life. Yet the fact is I never made up. One. Not one. I'd only Wait, repeated what? them. My only yeah. contribution was to tell them. I feel like this is like an old, it reminds me of like an older comic who's had a career mm-hmm. and then one day he wakes up <laughs> and he's like, what was the point? What was yeah. What have I done? Am yeah. I any happier for yeah, having? I'm not happier. I've lost my friends. I've lost my family. I live a lonely knife life going city to city. Mm-hmm. Making mm-hmm. fun of what? What is this? And why do they laugh? What does it all add up to? Who am I? (laughs) Thank you. So (laughs) you can take off uh, to begin with. Okay. (coughs) To begin with, I'd either hear them or read them. And the source of my hearing or reading didn't make up the jokes either. I've never met anyone who ever claimed to have constructed a joke. It's always, I heard a good one the other day. And heard any good ones lately? All the jokes are old. (laughs) That's why jokes exhibit such a social lag. They still deal with seasickness. Oh, yeah, all the jokes. For instance, when that's so easily prevented these days that almost no one has ever experienced it. This has got to be Asimov. He's like, what is with all these jokes? I hear them. Where do they come from? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's like someone's still doing jokes about like like Lewinsky right now. Or like, no, what's a thing that's like, what's an old joke, right? That doesn't want to um Just like the first season of American Idol. It's like, uh, come yeah. on. Yeah. Or people who still make fun of nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they deal with fortune, giving weighing machines. Or they deal with fortune, giving weighing machines, like the joke I told you, when such machines are found only in antique shops. Well, then, who makes up the jokes? <laughs> Trass said, is that 
what you're trying to find out? <laughs> it was on the tip of Trax's tongue to add, Good Lord, who cares? Yes. Uh, uh, thank yeah, you, Trax. We're Finally, all fucking there. We all agree. Doing the Lord's work. Saying but what we're all thinking. He was thinking it. He forced oh, what we're the all impulse down. A grandmaster's <laughs> questions were always meaningful. Okay. <laughs> of course, that's what I'm trying to find out. Think of it this way. It's not just that jokes happen to be old. They must be old to be enjoyed. It's essential that a joke not be original. (laughs) That's one variety of humor that is or can be original, and that's the pun. I've heard puns that were obviously (laughs) made up on the spur of the moment. I have made some up myself, but no one laughs at such puns. You're not supposed to. You groan. The better the pun, the louder the groan. (laughs) Original humor is not laugh-provoking. Why? There's a lot of like, yeah. just you know what's interesting. I would what's agree the though deal that like with jokes, every I mean every joke that you want to say, someone's already said it. Yeah, yeah. there's it's just like unless keeps, it's a personal joke, yeah. but even that's like universal. Like you yeah. go on Twitter or whatever, you search for a joke you want to say, twenty other people have said mm-hmm. it. So why are we doing this? Well, it's like people oh, who they find out you're a comedian, they go tell a joke. And it's like literally who tells a joke yeah, the thing, yes, there point. are people that tell jokes i've had people tell jokes at me yeah oh my god I, um it happened a lot when i was an attorney and yes. pe- attorneys love to just jokes. walk up to you and be like hey uh, <laughs> you hear the uh oh. seriously yeah and then they would tell a joke These or they'd be like um, still exist yeah no and so like that kind of thing where i'm like they're like folk jokes like mm-hmm. they're not even like yeah they're, they're not from a joke book but they're like they'll they'll tell the story as if it's a story. They'll be like, "Oh my, uh, my grandpa gave me a blah blah blah," and then it turned out to be blah, and yeah. that's like the joke. Yeah, and it's like, but why would you say that? You're literally just repeating something that you heard from somebody else. So weird. My dad does I does that too. My, still told in jokes Persian, like I don't know that. Persian culture, but like when we have parties or my parents do, mm-hmm. or they go to some at the end of the night after dancing, it's joke time. Like people just yeah. share jokes that they've heard. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. yeah. Vietnamese people too. Yeah, it's like it's and it's. The same jokes. It's the same jokes. But they just say it and then everyone laughs. Yeah. Huh. And then this, sometimes it's exactly the same one joke has been said at every single party, but everyone laughs. Mm-hmm. No jokes. You know what? This has this point. story is for you guys. Yeah. 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 Immigrants. This, is yeah. <laughs> this, story, immigrant thing. this story is is an immigrant it's story. Immigrant story. None wow. of your Isaac, immigrant is Isaac is he Oh, Asimov. Asimov. Mm. Russian? Is that what that is? Alien? <laughs> Kentucky. Okay. Original it's humor. Russia, alien, or ten- Kentucky. Or Tentetti. Tentetti. Original humor is not laugh provoking. Why? I'm sure I don't know. All right. Let's find out. Having given Multivac all the information I thought advisable on the general topic of humor, I'm now feeding it a number of selected jokes. Mm? Tress found himself thoroughly selected intrigued. <laughs> selected? How? He asked. <laughs> I don't know, said Meyerhoff. They felt like the right ones. I'm the grandmaster, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, agreed, agreed. Uh From those jokes and general philosophy of humor, my first request will be for the multivac to trace the origin of the jokes, if it can. Since Whistler is in on this, this, and since he has seen fit to report it to you, have him down in analysis day after tomorrow. I think we'll have a bit of work to do. Certainly. May I attend too? Meyerhoff shrugged. <laughs> what is Tra- my invitation in the mail? <laughs> Track's attendance was obviously a matter of indifference to him. Oh, I, wish, I was shipping them. I was shipping them too. No, but Meyerhoff's a monster, it turns out. It's true. It is true. He is. Uh-huh. He's the worst. He is the worst. Meyerhoff has selected the last in the series with particular care. What that care consisted of, he could not have said, but he had, he had 
revolved a dozen possibilities in his mind over and over again, and had tested each for some indefinable quality of meaningfulness. He said, Ugh. The caveman. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Oh, that's his name, UG. Sorry. Uh, I was like, Ugh. 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 Ugh, the caveman, observed his mate running to him in tears, her leopard skin skirt in disorder. Oh my Ugh, god. She cried, distraught. Do something quickly! A saber to tiger has enter mother's cave! Do something! Ugh grunted, picked up his well gnawed buffalo bone, and said, Why do anything? Who the kel- who the hell cares what happens to a saber tooth tiger? Oh. That's a joke. Cause the baby is scarier. Because the- No, it's just like because she says a saber-toothed tiger has oh, no. entered what? He misunderstood her because she was like, Ugh, do something quickly. A saber-toothed tiger has entered the mother's cave. So maybe he like he's like, ah, I killed my mom. Oh, wait a I second. It's oh, a mom joke. He, you know what it is? No, because she's saying oh, her mother's oh, cave. Uh, it's a mother-in-law uh, joke. Because uh, so, uh, uh, like, my the saber-toothed tiger is more danger than your mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow. It's like the same joke as the bull joke. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had, you know what? He sucks. He does suck. He and does, he does suck. like say things over and over. Okay. So it was, <laughs> guys, I'm getting really yeah, into yeah, it. It's cool. It was then that Meyerhoff asked his two questions and leaned back, closing his eyes. I don't know if he does that at the same time, I guess. <laughs> he was done. I saw nothing absolutely wrong, said Trasta Whistler. He told me that he was, he was doing readily enough. It was odd, but legitimate. What he claimed he was doing, said Whistler. <laughs> Even so, I can't stop a grand. I can't stop a grandmaster on opinion alone. He seemed queer, but after all, grandmasters are supposed to seem queer. I don't think him insane. He loves him. <laughs> yeah, he loves him. <laughs> Using Multivac to find the source of jokes, muttered the senior analyst in discontent. How's that not insane? Mm. How can we tell? Asked Trask, irritable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is Trask to me. <laughs> Science However. has advanced to a point where the only meaningful questions. The only meaningful questions left are ridiculous ones. The sensible ones have been thought of, asked, and answered long ago. It is of no use. I'm bothered. <laughs> Maybe there's no choice now, Whistler. We'll see, Meyerhoff, and you can do the necessary analysis of multivax response, if any. As for me, my only job is to handle the red tape. Good Lord. <laughs> I don't even know what a senior analyst such as yourself is supposed to do except analyze, and that doesn't help me any. I they think that's a joke. They are flipping out. They are flipping out. These, these two are a fun no, duo. They're fun. They're, like, they're uh, the odd couple. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Very odd couple. Yeah. Whistler said, it's simple enough. A grandmaster like Meyerhoff asks questions, and Multivac automatically formulates it into, cor- into quantities and operations. The necessary machinery con- to converting words to symbols is what makes up most of the bulk, bulk of multivac. Let me do that again. The necessary machinery of converting words to symbols is what makes up most of the bulk of multivac. Multivac then gives the answers and quantities and operations, but it doesn't translate that back into words, except in most simple and routine cases. If it were designated to solve the general retranslation problem, its bulk would have been quadrupled at least. Guys, he talks too much. <laughs> oh my god. Here's the I thing. I was waiting for you Here's to finish, but I was gonna be like, that is so fucking boring. Just just go to sleep. Isaac. Yeah. Isaac, 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 Isaac. You're showing Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> we can see you. We can see you. You're every character. Yeah, yes, no, he absolutely. Is. It's everyone. like Aaron Sorkin writes himself in every character. Yeah. This is what Isaac's doing. Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. Isaac said to Isaac. <laughs> yeah, one man talking to himself. Uh-huh. I see. Then it's your job to translate these symbols into words? 
my job and that of other analysts. <laughs> he's super, he's a bro to me now. Yeah, yeah. We use smaller, specially designed computers whenever necessary. <laughs> Whistler smiled grimly. <laughs> like the Delphic priestess of ancient Greece. Cool, Ugh. cool. Multivec gives oracle and obscure answers. We only have translators, you see. What? So I, guess I they hate were- it when bros throw around references to <laughs> ancient, ancient oracles. Yeah. Ugh. 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 So I guess they were walking and talking because it said they had arrived. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were walking oh, and talking. Yeah, they were doing it. Was an an they were totally doing Yeah. Meyerhoff was waiting. Uh-huh. Whistler said briskly, briskly, what circuits did you use, Grandmaster? Uh, <laughs> Meyerhoff told him and Whistler went to work. Why aren't you like, He's like, some places he's very, like, he explains a lot and he gives all yeah. the dry. And then at some big points, he just, Meyerhoff told him. And Whistler went <laughs> off. <laughs> okay. Very inconsistent. Tress tried to follow what was happening, but none of it made sense. The government official watched a spool unreal with a pattern of dots and endless incomprehensibility. Grandmaster Meyerhoff stood indifferently to one side. He's playing hard to get. Yeah, I know. He's trying to be cool. He's like, (laughs) like, I don't even care. I don't even care what's happening. I'm going to be over here. While Whistler surveyed the pattern as it emerged, the analyst had put on headphones and a mouthpiece at the intervals, and at intervals murmured a series of instructions, which, at some far-off place, guided assistants through electronic contortions in other computers. we don't... Okay, care. so can you we just do like, not care how it works in five Get words? To the fucking yeah, yeah. What? Some point. other place, what? there's a building, there's like a bunch of other people, they're doing some stuff. Yeah. Occasionally, Whistler listened, then uh-huh. punched combinations on a complex keyboard marked with symbols that look vaguely mathematical, but weren't. <laughs> a good deal more than an hour elapsed. Okay. okay. The frown on Whistler's face grew Ooh. deeper. He's smoldering. <laughs> Once he looked up at the other two, uh, the other two, and began, "This is unbelievable." <laughs> and he turned back to his work. I don't know what. Oh. <laughs> Finally, he said hoarsely, "Oh, he's thirsty." <laughs> I can give you an unofficial answer. His eyes, his eyes were red rimmed. They look raw somehow. Ooh. The official answer awaits complete analysis. Do you want it unofficial? Go ahead, said Meyerhoff. Trask nodded. Whistler darted a hangdog glance. What does that mean? Hangdog he's, glance? He's like, little G. Yeah, like, boy. <laughs> 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 sad puppy. Poor Whistler. Whistler, no, no, that's the bro. No, right. Whistler, yeah. not poor yeah. Whistler. Whistler darted a hangdog glance at the Grandmaster. Ask a, foolish que- ask a foolish question, he said. <laughs> then gruffly, multivac says extraterrestrial origin. What are you saying? Demanded Trask. <laughs> Don't you hear me? The jokes we laugh at were not made up by <gasps> men. What? What? Bum, bum, bum. Everybody say ayo. <laughs> what? They were fucking aliens? <laughs> we come from the planet, jokester. <laughs> multivac has analyzed all the data given it, and the one answer that best fits that data is that some extraterrestrial intelligence has composed the jokes. kidding me? All of them. Immigrants. And yes. placed them in <laughs> no, selected human minds. This is some, like, white bullshit that's the, right like ancient aliens bullshit where uh-huh. it's like mm, aliens built the pyramids yeah, yeah. not brown people also, right? mm, jokes <laughs> and place so uh extra aliens have uh so put them in selected minds at selected times and places what? in such a way that no man is conscious of having made one up what all subsequent jokes are minor variations and adaptations <laughs> of these grand originals oh my god 
Oh my god. This makes total sense to me. Isaac. <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> well, cuz also though, why are they all the same? How is it Every story yeah. we read on this podcast is like going along, going along, going yeah. along, get to the end. What? You yeah. know, like he has like a pitch book or something and he's just like, what if jokes are aliens? Like that's <laughs> yeah, what this yeah. is. Yeah. What if like no one even made up a joke? Yeah. What if like humor was from aliens? Yeah. What if us laughing is uh, an unnatural response to being in proximity to alien data? <laughs> oh, yeah. What if we're all sleeper agents of laughter? <laughs> What if our laughter is just giving our DNA to the sun? <laughs> this is not in the book right now. Okay. Meyerhoff broke in, face flushed with Ooh, a kind of triumph mama, only a mama. grandmaster Ooh. who once again has asked the right questions could know. Oh, this is good. Everybody who's a comedy writer, uh, listen. Pay attention. Okay. All comedy writers, he said. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> work by twisting old jokes to new purposes. That's well known. The answer fits. <laughs> but why asked Trask why make up the jokes <laughs> he turned into a chipmunk <laughs> Multivast says said Whistler that the only purpose that fits all the data is that the jokes are intended to study human psychology Nice. you know we study rat psychology by making the rats solve mazes the rats don't know why and wouldn't even know what, we're, what <laughs> they know were aware was going on <laughs> which they're not these outer intelligence what? Okay. These outer intelligences study man's psychology by noting individual reactions to clearly selected <laughs> anecdotes. Each man reacts differently. Presumably, these outer intelligences are to us what we are to rats. Okay. I know I was oh like making God. fun of this before, it's the but whole, like, I buy it. I'm on 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 it. I, I buy it. I'm, I'm never going to laugh at anything no, again. I'm, I'm not letting them take my DNA. No. I'm laughing now. Have no, it, son. Yes. I want no. the son to have yeah. my no. DNA. If I ever go see, or if I ever do stand up or see a stand, I'm just going to yell out, "This has been done." <laughs> an alien. <laughs> You're playing into their yeah. plan. You're a rat. You're a rat in a maze. You're an algorithm spewing out words. <laughs> Trask, eyes staring, said, "The grandmaster said man was the only animal with a sense of humor. It would seem then that the sense of humor is foisted upon us from without." <laughs> Why are they all believing this right now? So fast. So fast. Instantly. A computer told us. Yeah, that's why it must be true. Computers we can't trust. Is it a fucking joke? (laughs) Is it a fucking joke? I don't know. Oh my god. Page 14 of 15. Page 14 of 15. Oh my god. Oh my god. Who knows? On the edge of my seat. Okay, fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, okay. Meyerhoff added excitedly, and for possible humor created from within, we have no laughter. Puns, I mean. It's so weird because there wasn't a a quote to begin it. So I'm not really sure what he said. (laughs) Okay. And for possible human created from within, we have no laughter. Puns, I mean. Whatever. Whistler said, presumably the extraterrestrials cancel out the reaction to spontaneous jokes to avoid confusion. Whoa. Wow. He does not believe in improv. He also, no, no, and he also... Asimov has a bone to pick with puns. Yes. He He hates puns. puns. Or... Or possible other theory, he makes a lot of pun oh, jokes. No one and laughs. No one, no one ever laughs. laughs. And he's like, it's because it's turned off. Aliens. It must be because aliens yeah. don't want you to laugh at yeah. my joke. That's You're how programmed. Works. You're programmed. Yeah. Like, you would if it weren't for aliens. <laughs> Sheeple. <laughs> I'm the funniest boy. <laughs> uh, 
Trask said in sudden agony of spirit. Oh, God. Come on now. Good Lord. Do <laughs> either of you believe this? Oh, thank you, Trask. Yes. The senior analyst looked at him coldly. Uh. Multivax said so. It's all that be- can be done so far. It is pointed out that real jokesters of the universe, and if we want to know <laughs> oh more, my God, no. the matter will have to be followed up, he added to a whisper, if anyone dares to follow it up. I mean, I guess... I guess I would dare. Do you guys want to start an improv team called Jokesters of the Universe? Yes. <laughs> Just, Jokesters but is, of the but Universe. are we really but the Jokesters? We? No, we're not. So. No. Extraterrestrials yeah. are. This Grand is why Mas- women aren't funny. No, no this is yeah, why. we are aliens. They only put it in men's brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what happened to the secretary? Okay, wait. Uh, I miss her. She's I miss gone. her. God bless. She's great. Grandmaster Meyerhoff said suddenly, I asked two questions, you know. Oh. So far, the only, the first one's been answered. I think Multivac has had enough data to answer the second. Oh, my God. Whistler shrugged. He seemed like a half-broken man. <laughs> Ouch. Poor Whistler. He's freaking yeah. the fuck out. He's like, well, the computer said that yeah. we're rats, so I guess we are. <laughs> when a grandmaster thinks there is enough data, he said, I'll make book on it. What is your second question? Nice. I asked this. What will be the effect of the human race to discover the answer to my first question? Oh, shit. Okay. Why did you ask that, demanded Travis? <laughs> because of your reaction in this moment. <laughs> Baby, hungry. <laughs> Just a feeling that it had to be asked, said Meyerhoff. Trash said, insane. <laughs> it's all insane. And he turned away. <laughs> Even he felt strangely, and Whistler had changed sides. Whistler, who had originally cried insanity, now believed implicitly. And Trask what? could not bring himself to... Trask closed his eyes. He might cry insanity all he wished, but no man in 50 years had doubted the combination of a grandmaster and multivac and doubted his da- and found his depths verified. <gasps> Whistler worked silently, teeth clenched. He put multivac and its subs- subsidiary machine... Through their paces again. <laughs> Another hour passed, and he laughed harshly. An hour? <laughs> <laughs> this is the world's most advanced yeah. computer. It needed an hour. It needed an hour. It was it 19, to process it. I mean, hey. Here's the thing. He couldn't their see computer, that far into the, the future. The computer took like eight rooms up. It yeah. was like yeah. so. Yeah. They have no idea. But back idea. then, we didn't know. We didn't know. We were like, oh, okay, an hour. That's fine. This is a nightmare. A <laughs> raving nightmare. <laughs> What's the answer? Asked Meyerhoff. Meyerhoff. I want multivax remark, not yours. Damn. Yeah, oh, wow, wow, wow. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Place. All right, take it. Multivax states that once even a single human discovers the truth of this method of psychological analysis oh, of the human mind, it will become useless as an objective te- technique to those extraterrestrial powers now using it. Oh, so jokes aren't going to work anymore? Jokes aren't funny? Yeah. You mean that there won't be any more jokes handed out to humanity? Asked Trask faintly. Or what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) No more jokes. No, sorry. No more jokes, said Whistler. (laughs) Now. Multivex says now. The experiment is ending now. A new technique will have to be introduced. They stared at each other. (gasps) The minutes. Minutes? Oh, no. Meyerhoff said slowly, Multivex is right. (gasps) Whistler said haggardly, <laughs> Even Trask said in a whisper, Yes, it must be. <laughs> what? It was Meyerhoff who put his finger on the proof of it. Meyerhoff, the accomplished jokester. He said, It's over, you know. It's all over. 
I've been trying for five minutes now and I can't think of one single joke. Not one. Are you kidding? Oh my God. And if I read one in a book, I I wouldn't laugh. (laughs) I know. Oh my God. (laughs) The gift of humor is gone, said (laughs) Chaz. Drearily. No man will ever laugh again. (laughs) As they remain there, staring, feeling the world shrink down to the dimensions of an experimental rat cage, with the maze removed and something, something about to be put in its place. Oh my God. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Everybody's like, damn. 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 Oh my that God. was okay. dumb. Okay. okay. I mean, let's break what? it down. Okay. Let's. So, all right. There were certain, like there were kernels that I was like, okay. Yeah. And then it just kept, Going left, you know Here's what I mean, what or turning right, yes. or like it yes. wasn't. Is Douglas Adams, are sure. you familiar? Yes, love him. Very love. funny writer. Great. Went to his grave recently. Nice. How was it? It was in London. It says uh, number forty-two on it. it and, and then people put like all these other trinkets. Around That's very it. Yeah. sweet. I was going to make a forty-two joke. Is that that was going to oh, be shit. the I'm answer sorry. to the second question? Oh. No, 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 not them. I mean, when you were sorry, reading. jokes are over. <laughs> no, here's the thing. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Not. I can't because um, everything. I was going to say it before, but I can't say it now because it's not real. If you were to say it. You what would not you? laugh. Um, I was just going to say, I feel like he read this story mm-hmm. and went, you know what? Let me take this style, put it in the hands of a funny person. Yeah. yeah. Me. Yeah. And yeah. that's how we got his writing style. Because it is like sort of heightened and ridiculous like that, except actually funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy it. I like stories like this. Yeah. just make you think like in a world. Where yeah. Like, where like you're entering into yeah. a computer. When we are an experiment. and But I feel like First of all, he needed some joke punch ups, like for yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, more like tension between some of the characters, and I feel like he had maybe a word limit, and so he rushed the end mm-hmm, to like get sure. to it. But I, I thought it was intriguing. I I was engaged. I thought it was intriguing. I was warm. And here's here's what I think it is. It's kind of similar to, and it's weird because we've been bringing up Vonnegut a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he reminded me of like that character Kilgore Trout, where it was like. If you were just to like tell me the idea of this, I'd be like, okay, yeah. But then like the the execution and the prose of it was like weird and like confusing, yeah. Yeah. And the jokes just needed to be tighter. It it was a it was an interesting. I was certainly engaged. I was like, where is this going? Interesting. Oh, I was like, dang. Oh, which of them is is alien? Yeah, yeah. But the execution of it, it's like, uh, it's too bad you aren't funny or yeah. this could have really been something. But, you know, maybe, you know, co- comedy is subjective. I maybe am we're sick not of as, your Asimov Maybe defending. we're not as audience, yeah. you know? We're not yeah. the men who have cave women wives <laughs> yeah. or, or people who poison their wives or, or men farmers. Or own bulls. Yeah, but they're all, they all have universal problems in them. Yeah. You know, comedy yeah. is just universal jokes and different adjectives and verbs. Well, That's what right? comedy Aren't is. There only, yeah. Aren't there only like three things you can write a joke about? And it's like love... Mm. And then two other Death things. Death and taxes. Death, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, those are the those three are the things. Yeah, that's all I know. And, and that's it. That's all. My tax jokes, so good. But now I'm realizing, <laughs> been said before. Yeah, Ooh. been said before. And now that you know it, even if you were to say one, you yeah. might laugh. Yeah, wow. That's, well, yeah. It's so weird in that, comedy. It's a very <laughs> funny story, 
or ending to the story because he's like, there are only two types of jokes. Yeah. Written ones and puns. That's all there is. <laughs> no one has ever in the history of humankind just been funny off the cuff. Uh-uh. Doesn't exist. Physical humor. No. Doesn't exist. Like he has never just laughed at somebody coming up with something funny on the spot. Yes. Never. He's ne- you know what? He needs to take a use. <laughs> he I needs think to he say does. an ass cat he and then he's mind blown and then mm-hmm. get obsessed and realize he needs to do more with his life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then go through all of the classes and then move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's, my, here's another Aaron Sorkin thing. Like mm-hmm. I feel like he is an Aaron Sorkin yeah. of his time because Aaron Sorkin did like uh, the, what is it? Studio 60? Yeah. Yes. Trip, which oh is my like God. his yes. version of doing comedy. And he this doesn't is, get and it. And it just didn't work. It doesn't work. No. We it doesn't don't want to see you doing comedy. No, because you no. can't. You write. You're a funny writer, yeah, but not when you write about comedy because yeah. you take it way too seriously. I think that is super true for for Asimov because like there are times yeah, in his really books apt where you can kind of just be like, huh. Mm. But and I think he got one good note, and he yeah. was like, oh, I'm a comedy writer. Yeah, and you know when he like wrote those four jokes that he did, he just like boom. Yeah, I'm gonna take a walk around the block. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big boy. Ooh. Rest those fingies. Or he's like, I'm fucking sick of jokes. You fucking weirdos with your stupid, unfunny jokes. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. You didn't even come up with those. You didn't come up with those and they're not funny. And as soon as I tell you that they're not funny, Mm -hmm. it'll stop. I'm going to change the world. Yeah. He would be so annoying right now. Yeah, he'd be so <laughs> annoying right now. He'd be so, he'd be so fucking I am insufferable. So hot take. I'm so glad he's dead. No, me too. You know what? <laughs> Rest in pieces. Rest in peace. Thank you. Thank you. Is he dead? I imagine if he's 1920, he, he could still he be died alive. not too long ago. Okay, this is, I'm going to do my. Yeah, I, I am fascinated to know, did he it, have. Oh, wait, no, we we have the bio. He died in, remember? He died at age 19, nine. 20, he died yeah. at nine. So that makes sense. <laughs> he died in 92. That's recent though. Yeah, I mean, oh, not I, internet recent, but like recent. But I was saw, actually thinking it was more recent, but he yeah. saw Pretty Woman. <laughs> he saw Pretty Woman. <laughs> yeah, so and he's lived. You know what? When Richard Gere clapped that jewelry box down on Julia Roberts' hand, he did not laugh. <laughs> no. He was like, "Aliens!" Yeah, <laughs> that's like, a pun. <laughs> they put that in your head. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for coming on and of doing course. the show. It was yeah, so it much was really fun. fun to have you. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, you know, I'm around if you need me. Uh, I'm online at, at Mujan Z. I'm, I do not like social media, but I'm working on it. So if my Twitter is not deactivated, good for you. Good it's for you. at Mujan Z, but also it might be, and I have zero followers because I totally deleted it. It's a long story. <gasps> oh my I'm God. working on getting back. Uh, <laughs> and I perform around the city, but I'm sure, God, I'm really bad at promoting myself. Just like I'm around, just Google my name. Okay. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Public Domain Theater. If you're enjoying what you hear, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you do, we're going to give you a shout out as thank you. So go and do that if you're so inclined. And in the meantime, keep it lit. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.